Today's scripture reading is from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, the 17th to the 32nd verse. Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. There was Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing upon their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from Israel, from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here, and with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, David said. I can't even speak. When he turned away, to someone else and brought up the same matter and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. This is the word of the Lord. We're continuing our study of David in the book of uh, 1 Samuel, the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. The last time we looked at the 14th to the 23rd verses of the 16th chapter uh, where we saw David, although anointed, even though he was anointed as king, is serving Saul, uh, the one that's, that's, that's still uh, seated on the throne, if you will. Now the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, so, so even though David is the anointed one. He is the king. He is the king that, is, that, that God has selected as king. Uh, David's still on the throne. And so, so it's, it's, it's kind of a, a squirrely situation that David finds himself in. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm anointed king, but now I'm serving the one that is still on the throne. Um, the Spirit of God has moved from Saul and is now resting on David. And so, again, what I was sharing last week is that sometimes, sometimes, a lot of times, our view of who God is is, is, is more of Santa Claus more than God. 
more of a bellhop than more of God. Uh, well, well, it, it says here, uh, an evil spirit from the Lord tormented Saul's attendant and said to him, uh, an evil spirit from the Lord. The same God that told Saul what to do, and he didn't do it, is the same God that sent an evil spirit or allowed an evil spirit to come upon Saul so that he now is, is he's restless. As, as the word lets us know, if you go into the original word, uh, the meaning of the word, he is just terribly afraid of what's going on. And so we, the people around him were the one that suggested, well, how about we get someone who uh, can play uh, the, the harp, the little hand harp? Uh, maybe, maybe that'll make you feel better. Um, and before uh, uh, they can even uh, put a committee together, uh, Saul says, find someone who plays well and bring to me. Being a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre, uh, and he is a brave man, a warrior. He speaks well, fine-looking. Nothing wrong with fine-looking, as I said, and the Lord is with him. And so Saul then sends messengers. Then David is, is, is packed with a lunch, and he heads off to, to Saul again. David came to Saul. He entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor-bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, allow David to, to remain with me in my service, for I am pleased with him. And whenever the Spirit of God came upon Saul, David would take up the lyre and play, and relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. Again, this is, you, you have a servant. This is, this is the perfect example of servant leadership. The one that is, he's been anointed. He's been called. God has said, you're going to be king. You're it. You're the man. So the Spirit of God is resting on him. And what does David do? He serves. He doesn't go around and say, well, you know, hey, you know, it's my time now. It's my, I should be on the throne. Hey, Saul, get up. He's like, no. My job is to do what my job is to do. Uh, so today we want to go ahead and look at, now we're moving to the 17th chapter to the first, the, uh, the, starting at the first verse. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Soko. In Judah, they pitch, they pitch camp at Ephes and Damim and between Soko and Ezekah. And Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with a valley between. So you have, what you have here is a, a, a chess set, if you will, a, a, a preliminary to war. You've got the Philistines. Who are the Philistines? Well, they, uh, they the theologians, uh, theorize that they came from the Aegean area, that they came to the south coast of Palestine. They settled there. These were the same ones that, that caused a lot of, lot of problems, and we'll go into it in a minute, caused a lot of problems for the Jews uh, when, they were, when they were going through uh, uh, from Egypt to the Promised Land. It's a funny thing that how things that aren't settled right will ultimately have to be settled. See, see, we can put off certain things, but ultimately things are going to have to be settled up. And so this was, this was unfinished work, if you will. And so the Philistines were a constant, they were, they were a constant uh, thorn in the flesh of the Jews. There was always something going on. So much so that in the seventh chapter, if you read the seventh chapter uh, of 1 Samuel, uh, the, Samuel led a victory there. Uh, when he was, he, before King Saul was in charge, he led a victory there, but it was immediately after that that the people said, 
Samuel, you're getting old. Your sons aren't like, a, aren't like you. And we want a king like other kings, like other nations, and they can go to war and, and, and battle for us. They can, they, they can do the things that uh, we see other, other nations being able to do. They were, what they were doing was putting their faith, their trust in, in leadership and military. Hmm, not too much changes in a few millennia. Oh, well, well we're gonna, see, if, we are, if we're the biggest and the baddest, then if we have the right leader, if we just have the right leader, then things will go well. Well, they didn't go well then, and I'm not suggesting they're, they're gonna go too well now. See, it's, it's who you put your trust in. Now, we talk about in God we trust. You know, I won't go down that path again. Uh, that's what the money says. You know and I know that that's, 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 that's laughable at best. Uh, we don't trust in God. Now, individually, there may be some trust in God, but to say corporately, nationally, oh, we, our trust is in God. Oh, really? Well, it, no. Uh, so you have this battle with the Philistines, the arch enemy of the Jews. They're there. They're, they're, they're like, they're ready to go at it. You got the Jews on one side, you've got the Philistines on the other, and a wash, a riverbed, if you will, in between. Uh, and so, verse 4, a champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits in a span, six cubits in a span, uh, about nine feet, six inches tall. He's a big guy, but as a kid, a lot of times, David and Goliath, you think of this guy that's like, you know, his ceiling, his head scaped, uh, scraping a 20-foot ceiling or something like that. Oh, he's a giant. He's nine-six-ish. He's a tall guy. Gath is one of five city-states that make up Philistine, okay? And so Gath is where uh, uh, Goliath is from. Gath is also the place where theologians believe that the, when the Jews were going into the promised land, they saw the land, the, they had the spies that saw the land, and they said, we can't go in there. There are Goliaths over there. There are giants over there. This is the same group. What am I saying? <laughs> if you don't deal with it now, you will deal with it later. It has to get dealt with, whatever it is. There's a lot of stuff in, I don't know, again, I won't look at your skeletons in your closet. You don't look at the T-Rex in mine, okay? So I, 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 I got stuff that I don't want you to see. It's, it's nobody's business. It's just between God and I. But ultimately, you're going to have to deal with it. It's going to have to be dealt with. They didn't deal with it when they should have. Now they're going to have to deal with it. So this big guy, Gath, he's, he's from a city where there's, there's big people. Uh, and he came out of the camp. He's six feet. He's, he's nine feet six. Uh, the, his helmet weighed about 150 pounds. The tip of his spear was about 15 pounds. This was a big cat. He was a big guy. He was an awesome guy. He had a lot of stuff on him. He was, he was large and in charge. And uh, his shield bearer went ahead of him. And so, so he's ready, ready, ready for battle. And Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, uh, nanner, nanner, nanner. No, no, it's not. That's, that's a, why do you come out and line up for battle? Why are you guys doing this? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? It's almost like rubbing your nose in it, you know? I don't know if they knew that he, they had asked for a king. They got Saul. You got Saul. Hey, aren't you, hey, I'm a Philistine. You got a king. You got Saul. 
Choose a man. Have him come down. If he's able to fight and kill me, we'll become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you'll become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man. Let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Who the people put their trust in, tucked tail and ran. The people, give us a king, just like all the other nations. They'll go forth and battle for us. Okay, here you go. You got it. You asked for it, you got it. Saul? <laughs> no, not me. Uh, well, uh, I mean, the guy is calling out the country. He's calling them out where they live. Uh, I defy you. I, 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 give me a man. I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. I'm defying everything that you represent. So what's your point? My point is, is that there are a lot of times there are issues of life that come your way that you're going to have to make a choice. The things were going to be thrown to you and about you, said about you, and you, you're going to have to make a choice. It's like, okay, now, now, who, what are you going to do? I, I, I won't go there because, again, we just, we just, too often we become so casual and it's almost like, uh, it's, it's like, a, it's just no, no brainer. It's, it's not even worth discussion. But when you say, Lord, I need, I need a job. I, I, need, I need to be able to pay bills. I need to be able to sustain myself and my family. That's fine. You do. And there's honor and, 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 there's honor and benefit in work. But then, that, that as, as, it was, as the a poet just shared with us, then that, if we're not careful, the thing that we prayed for becomes our God. And we put our trust and dependency in that. And if we're not careful, that ends up being the object that draws you away from him. That's, that's the, 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 invariably we go down that path. Well, you know, I've been praying for the job, now I got the job. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I have to work Sundays. Well, I guess I need to pray that you don't get a job then. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Well, uh, it's like, don't allow, it's, what are you putting your trust in? What are you putting your confidence in? Who, who are you depending on? So verse, for 40 days, how long did this go on? Forty days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. For 40 days, for 40 days straight, giving you the spiritual raspberry, if you will. Forty days. Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, some of us are working on 40 months. <laughs> Forty years. The spiritual raspberry. How long do we allow certain situations to dominate ourselves, to dominate our lives, to dominate our, 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 our walk, to dominate our faith in such a way that it doesn't get dealt with. Forty days. Forty days. You think about that. Army on this side, army on this side. Guy comes down in the middle, and he's just like sitting there. Okay, this is day 23. Okay, this is day 32. Okay, it's like, you know, this is, this is, this is, I can only imagine that the spiritual deficit that the people had, it was just, it was just a mirror being held up to their face. Look at you. Just, just look at you. He's throwing down on everything that you believe in. I defy the armies of Israel. 
And if I defy the armies of Israel, this is a, this is a, 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 a theocracy. I'm defying the, the God that, rep, that, that's, that is representative of your nation. So I'm going to talk about your God, too. They were silent. Verse 22, David, so the call goes out. Uh, that you, we see a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a space in between there between 17 and 21 where the author then talks about, oh, okay, now let's, let's, let's go back. Now, switch scenes. Let's go back to Jesse. You remember Jesse? He's getting up in age. He's got eight sons, the youngest of which is David. Uh, David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines. The, the father said, David, I want you to go check on your brothers, bring them lunch, bring provisions to the, to, to the, to the, to the person that is in charge of uh, the, the military storekeep, if you will, uh, because you had to supply. The, again, another thing they didn't, the people didn't count on, they're going to tax you. So they had, to bring, they had to bring food for the war. They weren't dependent on God. They're dependent on Saul. And Saul's sitting up wherever he's sitting up. And David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, ran to the battle lines, asked his brother how they were. And as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, champion from Gath, stepped out from the lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. And whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled, with, fled him in great fear. And now the, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He'll also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. See, this is the kind of talk that I, I, I've shared with you before. It's about the person that, that talks about losing weight and going to the gym but never goes to the gym. You know, he's like, well, you know, it's like when I go to the gym, you know, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look better and my, my blood pressure is going to go down and I'll be able to wear those, those barometer pants and, I, and all of those things are going to... Have you, do you have a gym? Have you been to the gym? No. Do you have a membership? No. Why are you talking about this? Well, what's, what are you doing? He, the king's going to give great wealth to the person. He's like, let me, let me whisper it in your ear. Man, if you go out there, you'd be rich. Why don't you go out there? If I go out there, I'm going to be dead. Uh, uh, he'll give you his daughter. Have you seen her? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and it will exempt his family from taxes. Yeah, that's, look, look at the, the, look at the, I mean, seriously, look at the carnality of, of, of that, that, that's trained to be the motivating factor for the people to, to go wage war with the, the, this godless group. They're coming at them, and it's like, well, you get some money, you get a wife, don't have to pay taxes. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that all good? In God we trust. In God we trust. Uh, verse 26. So David's there. I don't think this is much as a, as a question question, as much as sometimes as, as my wife will, <laughs> she'll say to me, you're not going to wear those pants, are you? Uh, she's not asking if I'm going to wear those pants because obviously I got them on. <laughs> but it's a question, it's like, don't wear those pants. That's, that's, what, that's what she's really saying, but it's a, in the form of a question. I don't think I'm going out on too far of a limb. David asked him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Are you kidding me? What, what will be done? Uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Are you kidding me? 
Have you guys lost your mind? Are you spiritually bankrupt? This guy has no covenantal relationship with God. You say, in God we trust. You say, in God we trust. That's what you say. You say, you say, in God we trust. But you behave in, no, I believe as far as I can say, because there's grasshoppers in the land. I mean, we're like grasshoppers. There are giants in the land. So, so is, uh, yeah, uh, David is like, he's calling them where they live. You guys got to be kidding me. We are talking about God, aren't we? Forget, forget Goliath right now. He's just, he's, just, he's just nine foot six. That's all he is. We are talking about God. That's why I say, I, and nobody here, nobody here, I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. But the reason why we behave certain ways is because we really don't believe what we say we believe. It's just, it's just that simple. I believe he can do anything. Then act like you can believe he can do anything. I believe he can do, we say that, mother. He can do anything but fail. And we worry about it day in and day out. Oh, Lord, are you going to bless me now? Are you going to bless me now? Had a call yesterday from my daughter. Again, I can't keep using her as an example. But she's, she's, she's like perfect segue into this first Samuel. She says, well, Dad, I didn't even want to tell you, you know. There were some things going on on one job. And this is, a, again, she's a school teacher, math teacher. And she and her husband are teachers. And so uh, they're, they're doing very well, as the world would define well in terms of finances. But she said, Dad, I didn't even want to tell you that it looked like this one job uh, I was going to have to step away from it. And as a matter of fact, she did because they were doing some things that were not ethical. And she said, I didn't even want to worry about it. I didn't even want to call you because I know how you are, Dad. You, you're a dad. And, you start, and, and so, 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 so what did I do? I said, I didn't even worry about it. And so I went in for an interview for another job, and they offered me the job right on the spot. I work less, I make more. She said, Dad, if God continues to bless me, like she said, she said she went home, told her husband, and he said, <laughs> he said, how do you keep, how does these things keep happening to you? She said, it's all God, you might want to hop on board. <laughs> See, a lot of times we will try and try, just like the song goes, try and try and try, and Mick Jagger or you, you still can't get no satisfaction. Try all you want. Keep trying. How come it's like there's more month than money? How come I can't even be in a relationship with the one I say I love? And it just seems like it's drama and there's tension. And my kids are acting up. The cat's acting up. Everything's acting up. You know, the milk in the refrigerator spoils early. It's just like, what's going on? You just might want to hop on board. You just you, you tried everything else. Uh, so David is asking, who is this person? that he would have the temerity, and who are you to, to, to listen to this guy? And, uh, but don't think no good deed goes unpunished. So what is, the, uh, what is their response? Uh, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he didn't say, right on, David, thank you for that word of encouragement. I really appreciate that. I, I needed that. Thank you very much, brother. Well, we're, we're on one accord. We're on one accord. We're, we, we got this thing. He says, why have you come down here? And whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Who do you think you are? Little shepherd boy with two sheep. Uh, I know how conceited you are, how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. That's all. You just wanted to see us get killed. What are you going to do about it? See, there are going to become times in your life that, that the world, and probably those you love the most, 
uh, will, will, will throw back at you. And it's like, oh, you're going to trust God? Trust him now. You ain't, got, you, ain't got, you ain't got enough money? Trust them now. You know, or, or, or as Job's wife said, uh, you still hold on to your integrity? Now would be a good time for you to curse God and die. And it's like, you foolish woman. It's like, you don't understand the relationship I have. See, neither did David's brothers understand the relationship he had. Uh, so what was David's response? David said to Saul, I ain't listening to these guys. What they have to say has got nothing to do with what I'm gonna, how I'm going to respond to God. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go. I'll fight him. I'll fight him. I didn't ask you to fight him. All I did, all I did was ask the pregnant question. I gave you opportunity. Are you kidding me? This guy is defying everything that we hold sacred. He's throwing down on us in every way. Every, he's throwing the kitchen sink, everything at us. And how do you come back at me? Who do you think you are? You think you, you, think, you, you all saved now, huh? You all Christian-like, huh? You think you love the Lord, huh? Yeah, yeah, I got something for you. What was David's response? Well, I'll show you. No, no, he said, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go about this guy. Then next week, we'll deal with what actually went down. Most of us know the, the story. But, but the run-up to the story is really where you're going to get the, 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 the real intimacy, the, the real insight into, well, yeah, well, you know, he just went down to the, to the stream, picked up five stones, he only needed one, knocked him in the head, cut off his head, and, and it's a wrap. It was a whole lot before that. It was a whole lot before that. See, there's a whole, we all, every one of us, want, we love the victory. We love the parade. We love, the, we love everything about it. But we don't like the, the ugly, the, the, the dirty, the, the sacrificial, the, 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 the cost it takes to get to where God wants us to go. Hey, be it your time, be it your finances, be it your... your the, the, Jesus said, I didn't say, unless you hate all of these other things, and he used the word hate intentionally, unless you hate all of these other things and uh, to, the, to the degree that you love me, you're not worthy of me. We have to look in perspective. We have to put in right perspective. What is our relationship with God? Is, is it more important than our jobs? What if, what if it comes in conflict with our, with our faith comes in conflict? I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded with, with all types of things that, that are, are destroying me spiritually, taking me away on, on Sundays. Doing, am I okay with that? Uh, uh, the, the, the relationship that I'm pursuing is not elevating God, but it's pulling me away from God. Well, I, I, she loves me. He loves me. Do they, does she or he love you more than God? What, what's, what, what are you using for measure? Say, again, to borrow from my daughter, and I'm, I'm through, to borrow from my daughter. If God keeps blessing me, I just don't know how to, I don't know how to contain myself. She said, God is awesome. That was her first, first words on the phone. It's like, hey, pumpkin, God is awesome. Like, hello, Dad. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I know that. I, you, I know that. Tell me. Dad, boom, 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 boom. I said, you know, he didn't have to do any of that, and he's still awesome. I know. That's why I didn't call you. Because even if I didn't get the, she said, usually I would worry about stuff like this, but I wasn't worried. 
because I know he can do it. And that's our prayer even now. As we consent, continue to seek God, City Church, as, as a body of believers, as we, as we look forward in terms of ministry and, and, and facility to support the ministry that God has given us, that has called us to do, if he, if he says, this is where you stay, then we stay right here. If he says, you go to south end of town, that's where we go. See, but we have to be on one accord. And we have to not only be on one accord, we have to trust him, follow him. As we follow him, he won't lead us astray. He hasn't so far, and he never will. Pray for us. Pray for one another. Pray that God continues to grant us wisdom uh, and that we act in, in, in strength of faith and conviction just like David did.